عزف القلوب عن الشواغل كلها قد فرغوها من سوى الرحمن حركاتهم وهمومهم وعزومهم لله لا للخلق والشيطان نعم الرفيق لطالب السبل التي تفضي إلى الخيرات والإحسان بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome back to our series on the poem As-Sayru ila Allahi wa-Dari al-Akhirah for the great Imam, Imam As-Sa'di rahimuhullah. Today we have reached lines 16 to 18 which will also be the conclusion of this series insha'Allah. The Shaykh rahimuhullah he says in lines 16 and 17 عَزَفُ الْقُلُوبَ عَنِ الشَّوَاغِلِ كُلِّهَا قَدْ فَرَّغُوهَا مِنْ سِوَى الرَّحْمَانِ They turned the hearts away from all preoccupations and had emptied it except for the love of the most merciful. Or their hearts turning away from all distractions completely emptied of other than the most merciful, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. حركاتهم وهمومهم وعزومهم لله لا للخلق والشيطان The movements, concerns and striving are for the sake of Allah, not for the creation and shaitan or the devil. Remember Sa'di rahimahullah, he says in his commentary on these two verses or lines, meaning they empty their hearts of all that distracts them from Allah and distances them from all his good pleasure, this being the reality of worldly zuhud, or renouncing this world. Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah, he said, Imam Ahmad rahimahullah said, zuhud is of three degrees. Firstly, to avoid the forbidden, this is the zuhud of the common people. Secondly, to avoid what is lawful but unnecessary, this is the zuhud of the elite. Thirdly, to avoid everything that distracts one from Allah, this is the zuhud of those who truly know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My dear brothers and sisters, the true believer, those who truly know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they occupy themselves with that which is beneficial and they keep away from that which will be a distraction or a diversion. They occupy themselves with learning about Allah, learning about Iman, learning about the six pillars of Iman which the Prophet ﷺ told us about, learning about the five pillars of Islam and learning of them in detail such that their worship is correct. Also, they learn the correct manners as they know that manners will be heavy on the scales on the day of judgment as the Prophet ﷺ has said. They learn the Qur'an and Sunnah According to the understanding of the best of generations, the Sahaba and their students and their students, they learn it and they act according to what they have learnt. My dear brothers and sisters, we have to fill our hearts with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dedicating ourselves to worshipping Him in the correct manner and remove all distractions, all things which will not benefit us in the next world. So we have to empty our hearts for more distractions and diversions. And we have to fill our hearts with that which is beneficial, with that which is the truth. So then our ideas, our thoughts will only be that which will bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
such as seeking knowledge, dhikr, contemplating over the Qur'an, reflecting over Allah's kindness, the fear of slipping and committing disobedience, reflecting over the attributes of the All-Merciful, and the fact that they are free from every blemish and defect, and reflecting upon the grave and its states, the day of resurrection and its events, the paradise and its delights, and hell and its blazing fire. Their thoughts revolve around these matters, away from those negative thoughts that bring nothing but grief, harm, wasting of time, and psychological instability, all of which are unhealthy for a person, both in this life and the hereafter. My dear brothers and sisters, after having discussed four types of thoughts and reflections, which were reflecting over the Qur'an, the creation, Allah's bounties, and the blemishes of one's soul and actions that are vital for a person's spiritual growth, Ibn al-Qayyim then said in a da'wah dawa the fifth, reflecting upon the obligations of the moment and its duty, and then to firmly resolve to fulfill it. So those that truly know Allah is the son of his moment. If he loses it, he loses all of its benefit. For all benefits arise from the moment. If you lose it, you'll never again be able to reach it. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, he said, I accompanied the Sufis and I did not benefit from them other than for two words. One was their saying, time is like a sword. If you do not cut it, it will cut you. He mentioned the other saying as being, your soul, if it is not kept busy with the truth, it will busy you with falsehood. And the next line of verse, which is the final line of verse of this short and brief poem, how excellent a companion is for the seeker of those paths which lead a person to goodness and righteousness. Or the best of friends is the seeker of these paths which leads to acquiring goodness and ihsan. Imam Sa'di rahimahullah, he said in his commentary on this line, these are the ones that their companions are content with on the condition that they follow their paths of righteousness. These are the ones that Allah commanded us to follow in terms of their guidance, such that Allah blessed them with the truthfulness of their faith. My dear brothers and sisters, choosing good friends will help a person to worship Allah better. They will remind you when you make a mistake. They will encourage you to be a better person with good character. The Prophet ﷺ said, A person is upon the way of his friend, so look to whom you take as a friend. As is mentioned in Surah Abi Dawood and was declared Sahih by Shaykh al-Albani. So this hadith shows that a person can easily be affected with those around them. This is why one should ask about a person and observe their worship before taking them as close friends. My dear brothers and sisters, the Prophet ﷺ has told us about the example of the good companion and the bad companion, or the good friend and the bad friend. He said ﷺ, the example of a good companion in comparison with a bad one is like that of the musk seller and the blacksmith's bellows or furnace. From the first friend, you would either buy musk, perfume in other words, or enjoy its good smell, while the bellows would either burn your clothes or your house, or you get a bad, nasty smell thereof. And this hadith is found in Sahih al-Bukhari. My dear brothers and sisters, the righteous friend is the one who helps you to do all that is good, who has good character, who enjoys, recommends, calls to what is right, forbids what is wrong, 
and observes the rights of friendship in your absence and in your presence, paying proper attention to that in both words and actions, and only doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking the reward from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. My dear brothers and sisters, as we know from those who Allah will shade on the day of judgment where there is no shade but His shade, will be the ones who loved each other for the sake of Allah, meeting for that reason and departing upon that. As the Prophet wasallam says in the hadith found in Sahih al-Bukhari, seven categories of people will be shaded by the will of Allah under his shade on the day where there will be no shade except his. They are the just ruler, a young man who has been raised upon the worship of Allah, worshipping Allah alone sincerely from his childhood, a man whose heart is attached to the masjid, two persons who love each other for Allah's sake, and they meet and part in Allah's cause, a man who refuses the call of a charming woman of noble birth for an illegal relationship with her, and he says, I fear Allah, a person who gives charity so secretly that his left hand does not know what his right hand has given, and a person who remembers Allah in seclusion and his eyes overflow with tears. We ask Allah that he guides us to the straight path, the path of those whom he has bestowed his grace. Min al-Nabiyyina wa-Siddiqina wa-Shuhada'i wa-Salihin of the Prophets, the truthful ones, the martyrs and the pious, for they are the best of company, as is mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 69. Imam Sa'adi rahimuhullah he finished his commentary of his poem with the following supplication. He said, Rahimuhullah, We ask Allah that he save us from the paths of his anger and misguidance, which lead to disgrace and destruction. For he is the most generous of those who show generosity, and the most merciful of those who show mercy. I ask Allah, seeking the means of nearness to him by his most beautiful names, attributes and favors, that he not prevent us from the good that is with him of divine love and forgiveness because of our evils, our shortcomings in fulfilling his rights and our transgressions, and that he makes this sincerely for seeking his face and a cause for attaining bliss in the gardens of paradise. May Allah shower abundant blessings and peace upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the unlettered prophet who was sent as a mercy to the worlds and upon his family, companions and followers. And with that, my dear brothers and sisters, we conclude this lesson and this series. Before we conclude, we'd like to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this work from us. And we'd also like to leave you with a complete recital in Arabic of this poem with the English translation of each line and verse. Barakallah fikum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah rahim سعيد الذين تجنبوا سبل الردى وتيمموا لمنازل الرضوان Happy are those who avoid the lowly destructive paths aiming or intending for the stations that lead to Allah's pleasure فهم الذين قد خلصوا في مشيهم متشرعين بشرعة الإيمان They are the ones who are sincere in traversing the path whilst fulfilling the legislation of Iman, of true faith. And they are the ones who built the stations of their journey between fear and hope for the one who will bring them to account. 
Those whose hearts the Divine has filled with devotion to Him and love for the Most Merciful. And they are the ones that were abundant in His remembrance in secret or in private, in open or in public, and in all situations or at all times in continuance. They seek closeness to the king, the owner, by their actions, by obeying him and by forsaking disobedience, or by actions of obedience and abandoning disobedience. Doing what is obligatory and optional is their way, inspecting their own faults and their deficiencies. They train their souls to show patience over all dislikable things, yearning to reap what it contains of righteousness. They arrive at the station of contentment or they fulfill the level of Allah's pleasure and by way of that ultimately reaching the Jannah or the paradise or the garden and thereby attaining safety, security and protection. They gave thanks or they showed gratitude to the one who originated creation for his blessings with their heart, statements and limbs. They maintained reliance in all their affairs whilst striving to earn the pleasure of the Most Merciful. Worshipping the Divine, believing in His presence, thus taking their place at the station of excellence. They gave sincere advice to the creation about striving to please their beloved with knowledge, guidance and beautiful actions. They accompanied the creation with their bodies whilst their souls yearned for the higher station. They observed all of faith's realities and manifestations fearing their faith decreases. They turned the hearts away from all preoccupations and had emptied it except for the love of the Most Merciful, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Their movements, concerns and striving are for the sake of Allah, not for the creation and shaitan or the devil. How excellent a companion is for the seeker of those paths which lead a person to goodness and righteousness.